0: hello and welcome to the sensibly speaking podcast this is chris shelton the critical thinker at large coming at you on itunes stitcher google play and with video here on youtube Uh, welcome to my show this week we're going to get right into it i have a special guest Cybabe. babe Okay, this is Yvette Don Don
1: I butchering name. Cool. I, it's, I'm horrible. It's, I suck. You know, but. it's it's you know, I, I never blame. I was, you know, we were talking about before we started recording. I never blame someone for butchering my name. It's not like it has a starts with the lowercase and then has an apostrophe in uh, it.
0: It's bad, it's bad. But she is awesome. She was actually recently here in Denver uh, speaking on uh, how to detect bullshit, basically, in media and uh, pseudoscience, that kind of nonsense. She um, is a scientist, actually. She is a chemist. And she is also a writer, public speaker, and science communicator. And she has uh, gone public uh, for the last uh, few years. She has been taking on Food Babe and David Avocado Wolf, and Gwyneth Paltrow, and other nonsense in the same way, actually, that I have been taking on destructive cult and, uh, and pseudoscience nonsense on that side of the fence. She has a blog called uh, cybabe.com, which I have to comment on just because it is so awesome. She is, she calls out the bullshit in a really down and dirty way. And uh, let me just give you some examples of, uh, of what I'm talking about here. These are some articles she has written. David, Aca- David Avocado Wolf is the biggest asshole in the multiverse. Chiropractors are bullshit. The unbearable wrongness of Gwyneth Paltrow are all calories the same. And vaccinate your damn kids. Okay, so uh, welcome to my podcast,
1: event. Thanks. Thank you for having me. And for the record, I only wrote one of those titles uh, and I didn't know they were going to keep it. It was the, uh, the the David Avocado Wolf is the biggest asshole in the multiverse. And it's pretty normal that uh, that writers don't write their own headlines. And every once in a while, you'll just have a working title and something that your editors are like, you know, it grew on me. Yeah, <laughs> so I was, I was so shocked when I saw that article go up and I'm like, they kept this? <laughs> oh all right, you know, but whatever. Right, here go. It's uh oh, it was so much fun watching him have a meltdown on Twitter after that.
0: Oh, I'll so. bet. I'll <laughs> bet. Well, it's, I'll tell you, after you actually read and don't be fooled by the article titles, folks, because Uh, While it might sound like ad hominem and it sounds kind of nasty or whatever, some personal attack, it's not. These articles are fact-checked, well put together, and they are actually really good examples of critical thinking when it comes to taking apart pseudoscience. So I wanted to say that too.
1: I, I appreciate that clarification because i know they're goofy they have a lot of um uh, what's the word uh, dick jokes in them yes i specialize in jokes of the penis uh but there's it's i think that we have to meet people where they are like i don't like as a you know when i' when I've worked as a scientist, I, you know, I don't come home at the end of the day and go, ah, where can I get my hands on some scientific journals? I want to read something that makes me laugh. So why wouldn't everyone else just trying to learn about science in their free time and be a little bit more educated about the world around them? So why not make people laugh and then maybe they'll stick around to read some more science. So started writing about science with a side of giggles and it it kept sticking, but uh, I try to make these articles like not just accurate, but especially when I write over at the outline and itself, we work with, or I work with, um, with an editorial team there, with a fact checker, and I've had some of my articles looked over by our, our company's lawyers uh, to make sure that if we do get sued, which is a possibility, especially when we're writing about a person, uh, if we do get sued, uh, then basically they'll end up paying our legal fees, and that's you know that's pretty much the goal. If somebody's mad when they see one of my articles, uh, that will get out of it with you know with, without. Uh, a fiscal hit from it. So it's, you know, and it's hard to write these because these these are people that are making money off of their bullshit. Alleg- uh, allegedly. Everything I say is alleged, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there's, you know, these are people making money off of desperate and vulnerable people in a lot of cases, just like <clears throat> religion. Uh, but... That's, you know, that's a commonality with all of them and they don't want you exposing, uh, you know, the, the methods of their madness, the science behind the bullshit. And when you do that in a way that connects with a lot of people, specifically to people that they're selling to, they can get pretty mad.
0: Well, I was, I wanted to actually ask you about that because I've been dealing with Scientology as i
1: I hear they're lovely to people who talk about that. Oh, yeah,
0: they love their critics.
1: Very nice people. Oh,
0: yeah, real super nice
1: people. They're good good people on both sides. Mm,
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, Scientologists in general are actually pretty nice people, but you you know, you get to the head of the church and you're talking about total scumbags and... Al um, Ron Hubbard, David Miscavige—you know these types—and you find in the in the cult world, um, people very similar to you know Gwyneth Paltrow or David Avocado Wolf, people who seem to have stage presence. They have they're they're very stage managed oh, yeah. when they're in public. They uh, always have your best interests at heart. They're only doing what they do because they want to help people. And yet you get behind the scenes and you find out it's a pretty ugly scene. And in some cases, I mean, with David Miscavige, it's really ugly. We're physical abuse, that sort of thing. So now I don't want to draw unwarranted comparisons. This world that you're in is not my world exactly.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of physical abuse from, from any of the people that, like, like I haven't heard about David Avocado Wolf being like, kale, I'm going to beat you with this kale leaf and that will get the kids right. out. Like, that's, that's not a thing that right. I, well, I haven't heard about it yet, but who the fuck knows? They're giving, I've heard of... Now, these are things that I've read people doing online and I'm not attributing this to any one uh, person in the Wooniverse. Uh, but I've heard people doing turpentine enemas to try to treat autism uh, and also bleach it. Now, this is a common thing that, like, that there are certain people uh, that are actually like, and one of them is an MD that's promoting, uh, bleach enemas. And they're also called uh, magic mineral solution or chlorine dioxide. And that's, that's, ble- that's a bleach. Uh, and they do this to help cure autism. And the, one of the, the saddest things with this is the parents will say, um, they'll, they'll say, Oh yeah, I saw my child. Uh, they think that their child has parasites and that's what's, oh, I mean, this just makes me, I, I'm in pain thinking about this. Uh, they'll think that their child is a parasite and they'll say, oh yeah, I saw my child excrete X number of ropeworms. And the worst is they'll post pictures of this. I'm like, great, your, your autistic child is being tortured with bleach. And then you're fishing through the toilet after they go through there. to Show your friends online that they pooped out a, a what they think is a ropeworm. It's a bit of their intestinal lining that's been stripped off because of the fucking bleach that you gave them as an enema. And also they're giving their children enemas for a non-medical... Right. That's exactly. just exactly, and, and I get it. Like these are parents that feel desperate and they're vulnerable, and it's disgusting that this uh, autism, this this unproven autism cure uh, cottage industry has popped up. Uh, and it's some of these treatments that are uh, like, and these are people that are afraid of chemicals, and they're using bleach and turpentine.
0: Right, and they think vaccines oh. caused it in the first place. It's, and yeah, it's it's very, very difficult to talk rational medicine and actual medicine with people yeah. who who are so prone to fall for this kind of nonsense because you can't, once, you, once they start grabbing onto a cult figure like a David Avocado Wolf or a Gwyneth Paltrow and that becomes their authority figure, then suddenly yeah. the real authorities in the field aren't the authorities. It's kind of mirrored. It's kind of like, you know, backwards day. It's like everything is turned around and these people who have no credentials whatsoever become, or very questionable credentials, we could say that, become uh, you know, the authorities, uh, and, and I, I was looking at, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's site today. Oh
1: my God. It's, are you okay? Do you need, do you need uh, a warm blanket or a puppy uh, or a hug? I'm telling you, tell you man. You. Okay, are your, your Google I, analytics are going to be screwed up for months. Uh, <laughs> it's, Mine are never going to advertise anything that I actually look for anymore. Well,
0: you know, well, here's the here's the thing that I, I'd like to get your comment on this, because um, here's what I'm seeing is I'm thinking that you know we are. Um, I was I was watching your podcast you did about a year ago with um, uh, Joe Rogan. It's a great oh. great talk you guys had, and
1: it's I. I, I never watched it because I, I I'm always scared to see how much of an ass I've made of myself. Like that was, he. it was three hours in a room with somebody who uh, I like, I didn't realize it was one of the top watched podcasts in the country. I was, I, I found that out afterwards, which was probably good for my sanity, but like I got so much hate mail after that. So I was afraid to watch it.
0: Yeah. You guys, I, the comments too, I was looking through some of the comments. There were a lot of, there were a lot of mainly on the chiropractic thing. And I'm probably, yeah. I'm pretty sure that if we start talking about chiropractic, directors here, which is not necessarily territory we need to revisit because you covered it pretty well there, but I'm pretty sure I'd get hate on that too. But I wanted to yeah. point, I wanted to talk about this first, which is oh. in that podcast, Joe mentioned how um, there is more awareness now of science, of pseudoscience, the difference yep. between these things, that there is more education happening. And I agree with that. Yeah. But but the internet being the, you know, narcissistic outrage machine that it is. and.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's beautiful. I'm going to use that. Yeah, it's all, I, yeah I, I, I carry on. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's pretty bad. And there and also the pseudoscience machine that it is. Yeah. We see now I and I wanted to this is what I was kind of, was curious about We're. I think we're seeing these David Agamacato Wolfs, Gwyneth Paltrow trying to trying harder to use language. That that will give them credibility. And let me give you an example on her site on the Goop website today, quote, we've built our brand by turning to the best doctors and experts in the field for advice and solutions now. We've partnered with these practitioners to deliver health-defining vitamin and supplement regimens that address the acute needs of modern women.
1: Now, I know Gwyneth Paltrow isn't watching this, but for the viewers at home, I want to make sure that my opinion on this is clear. Yeah. It's, I'm gonna, my hands are going to get cramped after doing that for a while. But they get away with doing things like that because people don't know that saying the best doctor's <clears throat> that's something that Trump would say. Uh, but that people don't know that saying something like that isn't regulated. Like, And it's kind of sad that they're also, again, these types of things are more geared towards women. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. But like, you can say a lot of things that there's no regulation on. You can just kind of say it and you know you you float it into the ether it's just put it put it like Moses into a basket and hope he frees the israelites you know you just you see what happens but these things are more commonly geared towards women for a handful of reasons um and this like this is gonna go into some territory that like i I know that whenever this is kind of sad uh lately when I've t- talked about the disparities in me- medicine I almost always get an immediate comment back uh, don't try to turn this into a me too moment and I'm like Guys, I'm talking about medical statistics. <laughs> this has been so weird on the reactions to this. But uh, they found in medicine that women are are often uh, treated less um, for uh, for issues causing pain. They're given less pain medicine for the same uh, issues, and there uh, it's there, there are times when people will go like their their issues are taken less seriously, basically in the medical system as a whole. And the problem with that, and the other thing, this this happens to men and women. They have, we don't have our shit entirely figured out in medicine. So you put all those things together. And one of the things that is kind of a big old bummer is that one of the things that can cause us a lot of pain and a handful of uh, random issues is our uterus. Oh, welcome to being a girl. Uh, and two issues that are, you know, predominantly can cause a lot of pain some hormonal issues, weight gain. And those are things that cause you to be very desperate, um, especially the weight gain part, and will cause you to go to one of these people. Like that's one of the big things is trying to lose weight weight and that's why people go to these you know bullshit nutrition experts uh but like when you go back sorry i know i went in a little ramble there but uh when people have issues with that and two of the biggest uh, health issues related to uh, your uterus uh, can be polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis. And the average time from when you go to your doctor saying, my uh, my uterus is trying to kill me uh, and diagnosis, it can range from three to 10 years. Like most people don't go in and get that diagnosed appointment one. Uh, so women can be struggling in pain and they go to goop and they go, well, I have some, some vitamins that are going to make you feel like you're in high school again. And I have a jade egg for you.
0: Right. Exactly. And they
1: hear and they hear that it's expensive and rich women like it. So it has to work. And you know what? The placebo effect can be a very strong thing. So it's not like, it's not that these things work. It's that sometimes the system sucks. Um, And I don't mean that modern medicine sucks. I mean that it's uh, there are a lot of social factors that go into this, uh, and we don't have it all figured out yet. And it's not that alternative medicine is great or that it works at all. It's that people are desperate, and this offers a life raft. So there are, like I said, lots of factors, and there's a reason why they point this more towards women. Um, So it's, it's just it's a lot of shitty things rolled into one
0: uh. it's true you're absolutely right about all those things i have certainly anecdotal uh experience myself yeah. uh with with that with seeing uh with my wife and with other people other women that I've known yeah. um you know i've Yama, got a
1: good one too it's it's oops oh, so, sorry to sorry to interrupt it's just no. what i'm getting, but it's it's what I'm good at so stick to what you're good at and I'm great at interrupting <laughs> just ask my husband uh, but no it's like I had a I injured my hip a bunch of years ago running and I was training I was training for an ultra marathon like you injure a hip while you're training that's you expect that I could feel it on the particular seven mile training run that I was on like I'm like something happened there and it took me until the fourth orthopedic surgeon to get this diagnosed ortho number three even saw the torn labrum on the uh, the first uh, like on, on the MRI with contrast uh, and at one point he was like well I'm not sure about doing surgery for it though because you didn't get a lot of relief out of the uh, the cortisone injection and I'm like that would be a reason to do surgery because <laughs> I didn't get relief out of the mm. anyways but he actually said at one point I don't know maybe you hurt your back maybe you hurt something in your lady parts I'm like you went to medical school and you just called my uterus lady parts Lady Parts, do you think I shook an ovary loose while well, I was running an ultramaric? <sighs> <sighs> so I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I understand why women get frustrated with this because somebody who at one point won an award for being like the best surgeon or orthopedic surgeon in, a, in the state he was in, New Hampshire, uh, he, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe there aren't a lot of surgeons in that state if he was that stupid. Like he was a surgeon and he said Lady Parts. He was scared to say the name of the organ in front of a patient. My God, I have it. I know what it's called, doc. But like, I can see why women turn to alternative medicine, even if it's bullshit. It's just, uh, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Well, I have a couple ideas about that as to why people do that. But I was curious first about whether, um, just to kind of return to that language aspect oh, yeah. of it first, I wanted to just kind of get your your take on this. Have you noticed... Or let me ask you this. Actually, let's make this a more broadly open question. What counter strategies have you seen the woo peddlers take to counter when they get debunked?
1: Oh, that's a really good one. Now here's like some of them change and it depends on the person. Uh, David Avocado Wolf hasn't changed at all, or at least I have not, let me rephrase it. I have not seen any signs of change, but I might've just missed it. Uh, food babe had to change a lot, uh, because one of the big things with her, and this is why she became a really big target, uh, for a lot of, not just me, like I was the only one writing about her. I just happened to, you know, nail that one, like uh, right place, right time. She was at critical mass, uh, and everyone, uh, was getting annoyed with, you know, that type of guru. And I just, you know, right. Yeah. Right place, right time. Uh, but she had to, she basically had to go away for a while, you know, and like, she still, she still makes money. People still click on her website, but like, The reason why she became such a big thing was because she was in mainstream media. She was like asked for comment for things for the New York Times. I think she wrote two articles for the New York Times. She was on CNN. uh, Whenever there was a question about an ingredient in a food, people pretended she was an expert. Can you imagine? Uh, But she had to change that all uh, to being like a food company. Like now, she did like a crowdfunded food and supplement company. But she can't like go out and make her little like she doesn't. Her her big model used to. that she would go after another food company and say they're using this ingredient or they're selling this product that's really bad uh you know for for your help and they she would petition them and like after you know she'd gotten however many hundreds of thousands or millions of people to sign the petition like she would do this big you know fancy uh like i've seen a a couple pictures of her showing up to one place like with her um you know, with the, with the stacks of, of, you know, pages of her hundreds of thousands of signatures. I'm like, you know, that we can send things digitally now. Right. Uh, but you know, well, so, but that doesn't, that doesn't it's
0: for yeah, exactly, mean for show. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm just, this is just me being a snarky asshole. I know that it's for show, <laughs> but like, but, you know, she shows up to the place where the stacks of these people are mad. It's like, no, they, they click a button online. Uh, but you know, it's. She showed up with all of her petitions and they'd change an ingredient and put her on, like, basically it's like, okay, shut the fuck, they're they're looking at her going, shut up, we'll pay you to be on our board advising us, go away. But like, no one's changing ingredients for her anymore. It's like, at least I haven't seen it. I have not seen a petition from her in a long damn time. Like She tried one, I think, after the article that took her, uh, that, shall we say, gave her a bad day. Like, I hate using the phrase takedown because like, I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen after these articles go out into the universe. Like, yeah, they're going to have a bad day. A couple other people are going to write articles about my article. Uh, and a couple people are going to ask them for comments in the case of food, babe. Yeah. It really did change her career, which is crazy. Uh, because you know, her whole business model had to change and people were keeping a closer eye on her. People looked at her critically. Um, and it's been interesting to have people look critically at a lot of the people I've written about. But yeah, everything about her business model had to change after that. So that was a pretty big victory. But like, it's been crazy to watch that. Gwyneth Paltrow hasn't changed her business model. She's doubled down on right. everything because and and I I almost I feel I I feel frustrated for uh, Dr. Jen Gunter because she's doing an amazing job of just. Attacking all of the bullshit that's coming out of of or that's as I like to say it's falling out of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina because it's just that's a gateway to Narnia up there. Jade eggs, steam, like there's a lizard that's like it's a fire breathing dragon. Maybe that's what all the jade eggs are for. It's to it's appease dragon. Uh, but like things are just flying out of Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy to be debunked and. Like she could, Jen is doing an amazing job of telling people the, you know, here's a science behind it. She's wrong. Please don't shove this into your pussy. And every time she debunks her, there's more traffic to her website and it's not giving, uh, uh, any incentive to change, which is kind of uh, sad.
0: Well, you know, I think maybe it, it was, this is just a suggestion. Actually. It just occurred to me. I hadn't really thought about this much, but, um, It occurs to me that perhaps one of the ways that that this might be attacked is the the fact that people actually not only could get hurt from these things or could have physical, long-term physical damage from some of these, quote-unquote, remedies that these people are pushing, but I wonder if you could find actual stories of people where that's happened. Because the way that Scientology has been exposed... Oh, is yeah. Through actual personal stories of oh. tragedy and abuse, because when people can humanize the facts, That's you know really you can talk topic. about the facts all day long. I can debunk Dianetics till the cows come home. I could do ten hours of videos on how on what pseudoscientific nonsense it is. but if I show you the actual human cost of scientology, oh yeah, you it's, know
1: I, I mean like I already knew that it was that Scientology was was bullshit like that wasn't that wasn't even a question like it's I I mean I we had some fun discussions when I was in Denver I'm like I'm like I can't wait to be in the same place as you again just to hang out and and hear and hear I'm like I want to hear more like (laughs) I I love crazy cult stuff because it's just so me I'm like really this happens but like at the same time there are reasons why people you know I don't want to say fall for because I like, I don't want to. I, I have a very tiny, very loud dog. Uh, just to, that, you might be here. He's very cute too. Hold on. Oh. Let me just let me just let me just bring my little puppy up here because it might Aww. it might stop the barking if he's uh, if he's being if he's being snuggled. Uh, right. But here's here's my here's my teensy dog. Anyways, buddy, you're gonna be all right. Yes, you are. Which you know it's you know it's loud when you can hear it through noise-canceling headphones. But moving, oh hi, doggy. Um, but yeah, it's where, where was I on the Scientology? Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, that Scientology is bad before you watch uh, the Leah revenue special. And then you hear that like people are actually being like beaten and electrocuted and nah, like there's, there's a horrifying uh, story behind, like behind all of that. But when it comes to like the food stuff and that kind of uh, woo that I debunked, like one of the reasons I think that the food babe article was so effective, uh, was that like, I could point out, here are things that hurts me because, um, with uh with one of her things uh it was like she was telling people you know to lie about their food allergies uh and that was and and, like i have seen that wow yeah like there was that was an actual thing that she'd put in a post was lie about your allergies as long as it will make sure that they get out that gmo canola uh from your or you know or whatever it is that you know your that's the bad thing to show i forget the exact Thing. It's somewhere in the archives, but it's, it, you know, she was telling people specifically to lie and say, you have an allergy when you go to a restaurant and look at the top, like I, I live in San Francisco now, which is totally less wooey than Los Angeles. No, it's not. Uh, but like I, I lived in like in the last five years, I've lived in two of the two very, very wooey places, uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco. I, I, I loved LA. I still, you know, I want to move back there eventually. Um, San Francisco's fun. Uh, but you know, we're, these are wooey places and when I go to a restaurant and tell someone, you know, it's like, do you have a gluten free menu? It's almost always, there's kind of an eye roll and I have to explain. I'm like, no, 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 I have celiac, not the, I'm in, I live in LA and I, I'm an asshole disorder. It's a, it's a the real disorder. And they, the waiters go, Oh, okay. She's not trying to make my life miserable. She's not going to then say, I need butter out. I'm allergic to parsley. I'm, it's like, no, it's, I have a real thing. And you know, because of the food babes of the world, um, you know, and like the Gwyneth Paltrow's and all the people that are like, oh, gluten's bad for you. It's like, no, it's bad for people with celiac. And there are, like, as I said in the talk that I gave uh, in Denver, there there is, uh, you know, debate back and forth now about if non-celiac gluten sensitivity is a thing. Like for a while, it was like, oh, it's killing 20% of us. And then it was like, maybe it's not a real thing at all. And now there's some evidence that it might be real for like t- about three to two to 5% of People and they're still working on a test. And as I like to remind people we didn't even know celiac disease was a thing until about the seventies. So you know we're still working on that. So I don't you know I don't blame people if they're like, look, my stomach hurts. It just I'm don't I just don't want wheat in the thing. You know, don't say you have celiac disease. Just you know, grab something off the gluten free menu and don't lie about your allergies. But like that was the way we could show Food Babe was doing actual harm. She was hurting uh, people with real food allergies, and it was you know it wasn't obviously not the same thing <laughs> I want to be very clear about this i am not comparing that to what happened to uh, to you what's happened to people in scientology what's happening to people in oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but you know if we can show that there is that that is a really excellent angle on that now now i want to go and ask if anyone's gotten uh, a of uh, bacterial vaginosis from a jade egg. <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs>
0: like, I, I, I'll tell you because, you know, this stuff that they push, we don't, we don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, obviously, or the entire community. But I think that, you know, my experience has been that the thing that urges me to do what I do and to speak out about this stuff is that it is harmful to people. It's not just... For the sake, you know, science for the sake of science, or, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, because you're making more money than I am or some jealousy thing or some other weird nonsense. It's, it's that this stuff actually, one doesn't work and two can be very harmful. I mean, you're talking about bleach enemas oh, no. with the kids. Oh,
1: yeah. That's crazy. And I mean, here's the thing like, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you, like, it's like if I, I know that if I drop a little bit of bleach onto my hand, it's going to burn. So I'm pretty sure I shouldn't put it into a place that humans should not enter into unless they go very well prepared with a lot of lube and some love. I'm just saying that that's a place that you enter into carefully. Uh, but I'm just, I'm amazed that like, they, that people that are, you know, that are anti chemical that are all about, you know, nature are falling for some of the crazy like, I'm just saying I don't think a jade egg fell out of a jade tree like right. that. Right. Fell out of fell what a, a paltrow's pussy, just saying.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty nonsensical. And I think I think most people see that. But the people who don't, it just is it's you just like, wow, how, how, and I know how. Because, because yeah. man, because I fell all the way. I mean, I, 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 I got no claim to, you know, smarts. <laughs> you know?
1: I, I find you to be plenty smart, Grace. <laughs> well, so don't worry. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, well. you like you were raised around it too, so I mean that that makes it easier. But like I, uh, it's I mean, as I said in my talk, I fell for for bad science too, and for me, it started with a really bad headache, like that. Just kind of never went away. Uh, like I, as I don't know how many of your uh, of your viewers have have ever heard of my plight? Uh But I got a, the worst headache of my life one day uh, about eight years ago. Never went away. And I mean, while I was working with my doctors, I was working uh, with um, I was working. I was you know hunting around on the internet too because when you get one of these types of headaches, they just don't go away. And medicine takes its good old time figuring. Like you know, sometimes you have to wait for six weeks for a drug to build up, and you're system sometimes doctors are like well can you wait another month we'll give you this other drug to take the edge off at night but we have to make sure this one we have to rule this one out oh you have to get through the first three weeks of horrible side effects before that doesn't like you're going through the ringer uh with these medications at first and again i understand why people are like i want a natural approach like i ended up on like on the food babes website when i was first sick being like what's going wrong with me you know like this is i you know maybe it's in the food and i went like i I, at one point i think i'd gone vegan for two for about two years um i tried going all organic i tried the paleo diet i I don't remember if i think i tried i didn't go keto but i I did go low carb at one point like i tried all the different diets because i was like maybe it's you know i was very overweight at the time too um i lost a a buttload of weight. That was what, when I was running marathons, like, I, I don't want to say I fell for everything, but I fell for everything. (laughs) Cause you know, I was sick, same thing, sick and desperate. Uh, and I was, you know, eventually medicine is like, at this point, my headache is really well managed. Um, and I, it, it barely ever, uh, affects me once, once in a while, I'll have a bad uh, headache night, but most of the time during the day, totally fine. But I just had a nerve that shot the bed. It wasn't the food at all. This just, these things just, Happen. These types of headaches have been around since humans have had heads, you know. Uh, But, but yeah, it's it's more proof that nature doesn't make it good.
0: Exactly. And I, okay. Well, let me let me throw let me throw a couple things at you here and see see what do you what are your what's your feedback on this? I was I was sort of thinking about this as far as like, well, why would most people turn to alternative medicine in the first place? We have doctors, we have hospitals, we have nurses, we have this whole structure. And, and and this and in the United States certainly cost is a factor, but in yeah. other countries in the world, they turn to alternative medicine nonsense as well And they have free healthcare, universal healthcare, et cetera.
1: So I've got a really good answer for you.
0: Well, but, okay. I, yeah, what, yeah.
1: but I might be interrupting, so I apologize. No, no, it's fine.
0: Well, I had two ideas on this, and I wanted to and I wanted to throw them at you and then see and then get your feedback on it. Either one, I think that they are either grossly misinformed about what medicine really is, or two. They are not misinformed, but they've had some bad experience. And so they feel like they have no other option. They go to the doctor. The doc, you know, we were, we've been talking about this in this episode already. Bad experiences with doctors who can't communicate, don't know what's going on. And let's face it, the state of medicine isn't what we would all like it to be. So all nope. those things, what's, what's, your, what's your take on that?
1: those are uh, both accurate there's another uh thing that happens too uh sometimes the medical option is just shitty like and they know exactly what it is and it's and i mean it's devastating there's a case that happened um in why does this always go back to australia um this island full of crim i'm kidding i'm kidding i love australia obviously uh but there's um there's this wonderful, uh, by wonderful, I mean, it's like, this is a really tragic uh, story, actually. Um, this case, her name is Jessica Ainscoff. I apologize, I've never heard the last name uh, pronounced out loud, but it's spelled a- like A-I-N-S-C-O-U-G-H, A-I-N-S-C-O-U-G-H um, if you want to look her up um she was diagnosed with a type of uh cancer that would have needed in order to be uh treated at first um it's such a, a a devastatingly uh like she wouldn't need such a devastating um Uh, 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 amputation, like starting at her shoulder. Um, Like, and I mean, I can understand what she was 23 when that either 22 or 23, when she was told, yep, we need to like just chop from the shoulder on off Mm. and then we need to give you chemo and radiation. And then you might live. Ah, I can see why someone would be like, is there an option behind door number two? (laughs) Is there anything else? I would like to, you know, like the option is that I will maybe live if you chop off my, my shoulder. Ah, like that was, that's not, I can see why. Um, like a surgery in and of itself is bad, but you know, surgery that's, that's going to do an irreversible fucked up thing to your body. And you don't know if it's going to work. Like she was looking at the possibility of not living even if that, ha- so well, here's what she did. She ended up trying out, if you've heard of it, uh, Gerson therapy. Are are you familiar? I am not. So you're gonna we're gonna talk some more enemas because uh, apparently this is how uh, all alternative medicine works is that they've forgotten that you can take things in your mouth wow um, so they're just they're just they're going up the butt that's now I, i'm i'm not i'm not judging anyone's life i'm just you know the the butt's a fun place to play for consenting adults but i'm just saying not always the best place for medicine to go um so uh, gerson therapy involves drinking 13 glasses of freshly juiced organic uh, uh, fruit and vegetable juices per day. I'm not sure why they settled on 13. Uh, Maybe it's lucky if you're in upside down land. Um, And, you know, fresh, I I believe you get to eat some fruits and vegetables too. I could be misremembering that. Uh, And you also have to do, I don't remember if it's just, I I know there's at least coffee enemas involved, but I don't remember if there are, uh, I know some of the types of like nutty cancer treatments also involve wheatgrass enemas. Two, and, you know, wheatgrass, the the story behind wheatgrass is so crazy. There was a woman uh, in the earlier part of the uh, 19th, or sorry, the 20th century, who thought that we, uh, the root to all health was chewing our food like cows, uh, so we should eat, grass like them and that's kind of the root of the wheatgrass thing like it has a big de- like a decent amount of vitamin e or a i forget it's been a while since I- there's like a there's an article somewhere on my site about it but like the story behind wheatgrass is so silly but yeah now it's a cancer cure apparently um so anyways eventually now here's the really screwed up part about this story um you know because obviously juice doesn't cure cancer or at least it's again i have to put out this proviso because um because, you know, it's according to our current knowledge, it has never cured cancer. Um, so Jessica goes on uh, this protocol, claims she's been cured, and goes on world on speaking tours worldwide uh, to tell people that she's been, been cured and sells these detoxes. Ah, now the mark has become... Uh, has become the con, which is, you know, which is kind of horrifying because, you know, she was a victim of this. And now she, like, I don't know if she ever sold this to somebody else who was trying to treat their cancer, but she surely, you know, sold it to people who were trying to lose weight, feel healthier, prevent cancer. Like she sold this to people who bought it because she told them something that she might have believed was true. Uh, and eventually, uh, you know, we saw in pictures of her, she was trying to hide her arm. And eventually uh, she she confessed that she um, had bleeding tumors on her arm.
0: Mm-hmm. And she,
1: she yeah, she tried a last, now this is crazy. She tried like a last ditch round of like chemo and radiation, I believe, like within the last six months of her life and passed away. And when she passed away, there was a statement. You know, obviously she passed away from the, cancer, because that's a thing that happens when you don't treat your cancer. Uh, And there was a statement on the Gerson Therapy website that she had passed away because she, you know, but she passed away when she lived her truth for the last uh, several years. I'm like, lived her truth? That's a funny way of saying that she died from your therapy. Right. Um, Sorry. Sorry. She didn't die from anything they'd done. I I alleged, this is all alleged. Mm. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you watch like any of the cancer documentaries on... Uh, Netflix, there are several of the, like, I think it's like a beautiful truth and the truth about, can- like all of those have, like, uh, ha- featured, um, I think her name is Charlotte Gerson, she's the daughter of the doctor who launched Gerson Therapy, like 100 years ago, back when we didn't know shit about cancer. So, it's, these people are all trying to look to 100 years ago, uh, for cures, and I'm like, why are you looking for cures from 50 years before we figured out lobotomies were a bad idea?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, toilet paper was invented after the. Perfect example. Come on, guys. You know, Why? could we?
1: I mean, if, is, if, don't don't get technology from before we had clumping cat litter. Okay. Right. Um. I mean, this is
0: not well. It's not rocket science. You know, I mean, yeah. like, it's definitely not
1: rocket science is much easier. That's just physics. Humans are fuck up machines. Well,
0: that's the thing. You know, I, a friend, a, a good friend of mine, a medical researcher, actually has made the point that, um, that we don't have yet yeah. an Einstein of medicine like we've had an Einstein of physics. And in other words, a sort of unifying model and, and yeah. theory and all that sort of thing. And, 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 it's, and, and it's fine, it's not, it's. It, well, I'm hoping that at some point we will. But the point is that there is a lot of development. There's a lot of learning still to do. And it's unfortunate that, you know, we live in a time when it's not all figured out. We're not Star Trek. We don't have the little device you can stick on the forehead and, you know, yeah. ev- and the brain lesions are all gone and, and the seizures will not One happen day. anymore.
1: One day. Maybe.
0: You know, maybe so. That leads me to this very hard question. You've done a lot of study on this. Now you're a chemist. You've done, you know, you're certainly a scientist. You've done scientific work. So you know, I'm not I've, talking. To, I've,
1: pipetted. I've done some pipetting in my day. Yeah,
0: I mean, so we're not talking about. I'm not talking to somebody who has no clue about how this stuff works. Right. Um, and now you've gone. You know, you've had your personal experiences, and then gone on your crusade to, you know, take down pseudoscience. But here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a a kind of a hard question, which is what do people, what are people supposed to do when they're faced with a medical situation or, or some situation, some body situation, and there's just, isn't any real science on it?
1: It's uh, well, first cuddle, obviously the first thing to do is snuggle your cat. Um, Uh, Clearly. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, As I like to call Lexi a shill cat was coming by to visit. Um, But uh, it's, you know, it's, Wait, sorry, I got I got distracted. Um, but yeah, if it's if it's something that doesn't seem to have an answer, like there's the first like I, I always say, number one, go to a second expert uh, and get a referral around because you know sometimes like the the most horrible thing about this is that there are going to be things that don't have an immediate answer um, and don't have or, or don't have an easy answer, or they are going to be things that you have to hunt around. A lot to find an expert for, or there are going to be things that you get misdiagnosed for. The answer is never alternative medicine. Uh, because if it worked, sorry to steal from Tim Minchin, but since I'm going to attribute it to, to him, it's okay. If it worked, it will be called medicine. We right. would just be using it. And I mean, every so often you'll hear someone say, but but real medicine doesn't use it because they can't make a profit off of it. I'm like, fuck you. Pfizer would find a way to extract those ingredients and put them into a pill if they could in a second. So anytime they're like, but yeah, uh, uh, Pfizer can't, you know, can't find a way to encapsulate turmeric. I'm like, what a bet. <laughs> <laughs> they would, they would find a way to do. But the the other thing is, look, I mean, I could get into a whole long rant on this, but they really haven't found any evidence that turmeric does much of anything. Anyway, it does make curry taste really good, though. Highly
0: recommend for curry. Yeah, sounds good. Well, so, well, so okay, good. So, so on the tail of that, then, from your experience with this, because you've been dealing with a lot of feedback over the last couple of years for, to your work. Yeah what what's the what's the layperson how is the, how is just your regular Joe doesn't really know a whole lot about medicine doesn't really know a whole lot about much of anything except what they watch on TV and hopefully they have enough good sense yeah. to know that oh. what's on TV ain't any kind of reflection of the real world. You know.
1: Uh, so, depends on the person.
0: Yeah, I mean, but mostly, you know what I mean? It's like you're yeah. not gonna, you know, Chicago ER and Chicago PD and Chicago Law and Order and all this crap is just a bunch of, fantasy, had, you know.
1: No, I I have my master's is in forensics and I ended up working as a, a chemist. I had a roommate uh, after I had my master's already argue with me that uh the presentation of forensics on all those cop shows. Was accurate because she's like, well, I know they have people from the field consult on those shows. I'm like, bitch, I'm consulting with your brain right now, and you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. I was just, I was like, ha, I'm in this room right now, and I'm telling you, that's not how science happens, and it's people want to believe what they what they've seen. So,
0: right. Well, let's say that your person is, you know, that my not my 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 you know person here is smart enough to realize that that's not really how things go, but they don't know medicine they don't know you know a whole yeah. lot about science they go to a doctor the doctor says xyz they go well i don't know if that really is right or not or you know they start doing it but it doesn't work or something like that what sort of things what sort of markers or indicators would tell a person that their doctor knows what he's doing or doesn't know what he's doing and that's really time to go get a second third fourth opinion
1: uh, oh, that's a really, that's an excellent question, actually. Uh, number one, blowing off your questions. Uh, if you have questions about something, they go, uh, you know, it's okay. It's going to work itself out. Uh, it's number two, if you, and I mean, I've been an overweight patient. Uh, it's, I was like before, uh, when I, when I first got my headaches, I weighed 244 pounds and I'm five foot nine. Uh, I'm, I'm in a healthy weight range. i finally broke back into the, the healthy BMI range for my height, like this week. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, but there's, uh, but anyways, like there was, there was a lot of weight to lose. And I had one doctor when my headaches first started, tell me, you know, if you just cut the caffeine and exercise, your headaches will go away. I'm like, well, that sounds scientific asshole. Um, so, you know, if they're giving you answers that just, you know, that I'm like, well, I don't think you read that off a test doctor. You didn't test my caffeine levels or my, Exercise levels. You uh, made an assumption about me by looking at me. Uh, So you know if there if it seems if there are obvious signs that they are making assumptions about you, um, then you know then get a second opinion. There, it can never hurt you to get a second opinion. But remember, ask for an opinion or ask for a referral to a doctor, doctor, not a naturopath or uh, or a chiropractor. Um, If uh, you know if you've put in the work, if you followed all your doctor's orders, and I mean like keep track of these things. Keep a, like, I mean, all chronic illnesses that were, or th- you know, hard to treat things that we're talking about, there's gonna be different situations there. Keep a diary of how you're feeling, keep a diary of, of progress with things. Um, and if your doctor is not uh, paying attention to these things and still trying to tell you, yeah, just say the course, whatever the advice is, somewhere else if they're not like if if you're saying i think this is it there's very good reason for it um and you're just if you're just asking for a very simple non-invasive thing that can be done with a blood test um or a urine test and they're refusing that's a good reason to go to another doctor because most of the times these uh like they're like i've i've asked for very basic tests before like a lot of times i've like i've been on meds that need my liver levels uh checked which is part of the reason why i don't drink um but like there you know along with that I'll ask hey can we check if this is affecting my x y and z uh, and my doctors have been very good about uh you know about about you know mainly humoring me on that but it's also because you know if you want to make sure that your entire che- uh health is in order uh checking on things is is perfectly fine to ask about uh but you know doctors who like I'm always very happy to have doctors who overlook instead of or you know look into things more instead of uh I- instead of ignore concerns so those are all really good things to uh, to look out for um and it's i've had doctors who have looked down to me at one point i told the doctor you know this med's working pretty well this one's making me so groggy i'm sleeping for tw- for 11 hours a night and i'm still exhausted uh, She looked at me and starts miss Don i'm like oh this isn't going to be a lecture i enjoy isn't i i might have i don't wait are, are all the swears okay in this show chris
0: <laughs> yeah it's okay
1: I, I might have I might have uh, after that happened, and I mean she she uh, this was horrible like I, I'd been on Topamax for a bunch of years for my headaches, and she thought like it's it was a nutty situation, but she refused to raise the level of Topamax I was on, even though it seemed to be working, uh, and she instead she raised the level of the medication that was knocking me out, um, and I went up to the desk after this appointment and said, "Can you give me a new doctor? this one's a cunt." I might have gotten kicked out of that practice. (laughs) Yeah. They
0: they might have not enjoyed that. Yeah.
1: You know, the doctor that I, you know, I went back to my primary care, asked for a referral. See, that's when you get a referral. I'm just saying there are times when uh, like the doctor, like she wasn't listening to me. She didn't like... Like I got referred to her at first when I'd been in a car crash. Uh, and this is a nutty story. I'd been in a car accident like eight months after my headaches had started. Uh, they put me on Percocet because I'd been in a car crash. Uh, and I was, I was like, huh, my headache doesn't feel as bad. And like, I'd never asked for narcotics. Well, you know, in eight months of a chronic headache, like that was because I'm like, all right, I have chronic pain now. Um, I can't be on narcotics for this because that's going to screw up my life. Um, but like they put me on that. I'm like, huh. And at the time, they had misdiagnosed the type of headaches I had. Uh, And the doctor at the ER was like, Percocet doesn't help that type of headaches. I'm going to send you to a neurologist. I'm like, okay. Uh, And I told, you know, I told the doctor this and, you know, that the Percocet had helped. And she's like, oh, so you're looking for drugs. I'm like, no, I'm looking for the right combination of, you know, seizure and or, uh, like, because normally these types of headaches are treated with seizure or uh, meds or or, um, or or tricyclic antidepressants. Those are the uh, general... Uh, modes of, of managing nerve headaches. Uh, but like, you know, anything like she asked me, does, you know, does drinking affect it? Because some types of of these headaches, mainly, uh, cluster headaches can be triggered by drinking. And I was like, no, sometimes drinking makes it feel less bad. And I'm like, here's the thing. I most I ever drink in a night is like two drinks or at that point in time, I've pretty much given up drinking entirely now. Uh, it's, I mean, but like me say, me saying to her, like she was looking for drug seeking behavior from someone who was in pain, of course. And, and i don't blame her for that but she had me pegged entirely wrong <laughs> um but like you know it's when she when she asked you know just drinking what does drinking do to it i'm like you know may I, i'm like it makes it feel less bad but i think it's just that i i don't feel anything you know i feel less of less sensitive to everything because there's alcohol in my system she's like so does that make you drink more i'm like no, I drink maximum two a night. It's just not a, like, I'm not really a drinker. Um, but like, just from that point on, nothing I said was believed. And that's an important thing is being believed by your doctor. So if you have a doctor that's not listening to you, not communicating well with you. And I mean, it's hard to figure out how to get a doctor who listens to you. So it's, I, I mean, I,
0: yeah, yeah, it's rough because, but doctors, scientists, people—you know—they're human too. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to, at some point, probably do a whole podcast just on this exact point. But the point yeah. is that. When we're science advocates or science communicators or we're promoting science over woo or pseudoscience, that doesn't mean that we think every doctor and scientist knows what they're talking about or that people don't make mistakes or that there are not vested interests or jealousy or bureaucracy or everything else that goes on in any other field but we're talking about at least there's a fundamental here in science yes you know at least yes. there's a basis for our our faith in it i guess you could say yes. well you we know have, right
1: we don't have faith we have evidence yeah Much knowledge better.
0: exactly there's a you know there's a there's a there's a there's, a, there's evidentiary reasons yeah, to think that there's oh you good there. you
1: busted out evidentiary oh oh yeah. sir yeah absolutely <laughs> but man it's, yeah. It's like at the end of the day, you can take whatever medication we're talking about. You can take the, you know, the treatments, the, the tests we're doing, and you can take it from, you know, the original lab that it was tested in at, you know, whatever pharmaceutical company, and you can Bring the instructions on how they figured out this medication worked. You can take them to a lab anywhere on the planet and give it to any scientist who's capable of deciphering the words on it. Uh, because you know sometimes uh, fancy science terms, or you know you need a couple of years of education before you know what they mean. Uh, but like you can take it to any scientist who's been through the training to understand that, and they can replicate it and produce the same results. And that's the thing about science: is it doesn't change. It's going, to be, it's going to be replicable, and that's th- what differentiates the stuff that gets to market, the stuff that's real medicine from the alternative medicine, because none of these alternative medicine people agree with each other. Half of them think plant-based diet saves you. Half of them think keto saves you. Uh, half of them think you need one supplement for you. Half of them are like, supplements are bad. You need to get all of your nutrition from your diet. Like They can't agree on anything because they don't have any tests or evidence to support them.
0: That's right. Okay. And so, and actually that's probably a pretty good test for whether you're dealing with science or pseudoscience is, is. is the evidence, quote unquote, just a bunch of stories and testimonials. Oh yeah. In, in other words, anecdotal evidence, which really amounts to pretty much no evidence because, okay, yep. you know, people are great and people come from honest places and I'm not saying oh, that yeah. everybody's a liar, but they don't know what necessarily cures yeah. things. They don't necessarily oh, yeah. know what changed things.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, when I was when my headaches were bad, I'm sure at some point, and like, I can, I I don't want to deny that I have, I have a past with alternative medicine. Like, I don't want to deny that I like it's I definitely fell for it on some level. I was sure that my head felt better on like when I was when I was a strict vegan, you know, like that was, I'm sure that was a thing that happened. But at the same time, like, you know, maybe it was just, you know, that could have been the placebo effect happening, or the no, I'm not sure if that's placebo or nocebo, but, you know, like I was, I was looking for something to be happening because I'd seen, you know, I'd heard other anecdotal evidence. Um, and I, I wonder if I ever gave other people, you know, my anecdotes of, yes, this diet helped me and it made me uh, healthier to help take care of my headaches. Like it's that, you know, that'd be a crazy strong anecdote if it were true, <laughs> but man, medicine's helping way more. It's and these like, I would have loved to have been able to just get off all the meds, way more cost effective to just be able to, you know, eat some food and not have to go to the pharmacy every month, but it's not a thing that happens. So it's but I mean there there are people in all of these documentaries though that talk about all the you know the different diets, the different medicines they've been on. They all have a ton of anecdotes, but most of them at the end of the day don't pan out. And they don't have like if they had evidence, they wouldn't be making documentaries. They'd be publishing in the British Medical Journal.
0: Very good point. Actually, I really yeah. like that point because I, yeah. I I was looking through my Netflix directory the other night and I was like, never
1: seen- never seen one just called penicillin it works vaccines thank them for not having smallpox polio you're walking you're welcome
0: exactly (sighs) exactly you know another point i'd like to make here and again i'd like to get your feedback on this knowing what we know i mean me about cults particularly right you about you know medicine and, and science and stuff wouldn't it be a lot easier if we really wanted to just go make some money
1: Let's start a cult with alternative medicine. And just like, if if one day I lose all my morals, all, and I mean, all of them, hmm, like I, it's, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't have morals already, Uh, but like (laughs) one day I lose my sense of ethics. I don't have one. Uh, If one day I lose, just lose it. I guess I just have to lose it. Um, I'm, I know how all these tricks work. Like it's whenever I hear someone calling me a shill or paid off or whatever, it's, I, I'm just like, If I were a shill, if I had that little morality, I'd be selling the same shit that they do. Cause I'm like, look, they're making money with bullshit. (laughs) It's there's, I'm like, I, I would be taking advantage of this obvious ability to make money off of an unproven product. So I'm just saying, this is whenever I get the accusation that I'm paid off by Big Pharma, I'm like, no, 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 no. I do have, like, just for full disclosure. I do have a contract, uh, with Splenda, uh, as a consultant for them. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's mainly because I like, uh, I like debunking myths about artificial sweeteners and that's something I've been doing before I worked with them. And that has brought some shill accusations on me, but I guarantee you that didn't affect my bottom line anywhere near as much as all the bullshit that what if Paltrow, uh, sells. And she, it's, that's that's not anything that I pull out of my ass. She's written her financials, or her financials have been blasted in the New York Times and New York Magazine. I promise you, I am. You can look around my house a little bit. I, I, I this is not the Gwyneth Paltrow mansion in Beverly Hills. This exactly. is this is a. This is a two-bedroom house in Vallejo, California. I'm just, I'm just saying. Exactly. <laughs>
0: so, well, I, yeah. I wanted to comment on that. That's actually, I'll, I'll, what's funny is you mentioned big pharma. Uh, that's actually where our worlds collide in terms of uh, the criticism because uh, Scientology, for example, uh, oh, yeah. is anti antipsychotic or psychi- oh, psychiatric, right? Rapidly. Oh. And, uh, I mean, they have documentaries. They have a whole wing of the church Mm -hmm. called the Citizens Commission on Human Rights, which does nothing 24-7 but fight psychiatry.
1: Oh, like, wait, do they have, like, do do they have videos on this? I have to see them. Oh, yeah.
0: If psychiatry (gasps) and industry of death, uh, psychiatry madmen, you know, are are, are we drugging, you know, the the children drugging thing. Oh, they got, like, five or six of these things.
1: Oh, I have to watch these. Yeah, go go ahead. You see the expression
0: yeah, it's go to this to the CCHR website, Citizens Commission for Human Rights. You will see what I'm talking about.
1: You have no idea how excited I am. Oh yeah,
0: it's exciting stuff. So CCHR. they claim that oh people like us are also shills for Big Pharma.
1: Um, because, I, where, where's the paycheck?
0: Right, that's what I keep. I'm like I'm waiting <laughs> for my saying? check from Big Pharma.
1: Like Mm -hmm. I I have friends who have worked in pharmaceutical sales before they make more money than (laughs) 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 one of them should give me a cough medication. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like they make all my friends who have worked in pharmaceutical sales make more money than I am at the moment. I'm just saying. Uh, so like I, if I were on the dole of a pharmaceutical company, um, I'd be doing a little financially better
0: than I am right now. Pretty, I mean, it, yeah, it, it really is uh, a kind in many, many ways. What we do is is uh, not thankless job. I get a lot of thanks from yeah. a lot of people, but compared to you know the monetary financial returns of of people who back a moral compass,
1: yeah,
0: uh, you know, it's a little it can be a little disheartening sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay, well, Yvette, this has actually been wonderful. I really appreciate you taking uh-huh. the time to do all this. Okay
1: like let's we should do one and talk about the 12 tribes
0: oh yes we should
1: because as as you and I chatted about before and I I think you said you'd done a podcast on this before I don't remember I have
0: that. I have like, not broached 12 tribes
1: well it's I was about to say now you can see how how good I am at making the veins in my neck pop out Um, but there's, I have, uh, just for your, for your viewers, heads, uh, or heads up. Um, I have friends that are in a cult in, uh, called the 12 tribes. And it's, I also have friends who have escaped. Um, and I'm guessing that my friends that are in the cult aren't gonna, you know, they're not gonna be checking this out anytime soon. Um, but yeah, like the stories I've heard from the people who have escaped. Shit. Oh my God. There's a... It's there's a lot, so there's there's some stuff to unpack.
0: Yeah, I would very much be interested in in uh, in also talking to your friends about that too.
1: Oh, I've, I have some people who it's I I don't know if you know I'll I'll push They'd you be willing talk. to. If it yeah it's i mean there's there's now a 12 tribes podcast and they're i think they're working more on exposing the child abuse than anything else but one yeah. of my, my friends also told me that there is like you know the people who founded uh the church cult um are getting really old and so whatever it seems like whenever a founder of a church gets old shit gets bad <laughs> like not just beating children bad but like fucking up lives forever way worse than we were before bad and like I remember one time, because I would I'd go to visit because I had a really good friend from high school who joined and I'd lost track of her for like a decade. Um, and when I, you know, finally found her in this cult, it was, I was so happy and I would go for full weekends to visit. And like, it was, you could tell that like, you know, over time of me going to visit more and more, like I could tell they got more comfortable with just, you know, hitting the kids in front of me. And I'm like, this is creepy. Yep. This is Big not time. okay. Like, yeah, it was, it was very weird. And I found out, you know, after, um, like, because I moved across the country. Um, but like, I found out after I stopped going there from friends who had left, that, you know, the, the abuse, like one of my friends said to me fairly recently, yeah, I get hit about 100 times a day, but it wasn't child abuse. I'm like, did you read what you just said? you were hit a hundred times a day. That is child abuse. And he was like, Oh my God, I never even thought about it that way. I'm like, that's the thing is they trained you not to think about it that way. Like, it's, and I mean there, you know, there's a whole other discussion on spanking. I know that people are like, I'm, I'm, I'm anti-spanking. I'm not going to get into anyways, but like, like there there someone can make the argument that you know that if you hit that if you spank a child for something really, really, really severe, uh, you know maybe that's not child abuse, and I'm not going to get into that, but spanking a child a hundred times a day for anything that you don't perceive as a hundred percent obedient and submissive, that is abusive. There's no argument otherwise. I'm not hearing it. Like, it's, I I think there is a, like, wherever the line is between one uh, spank for something really, really, really severe, uh, and, uh, you know, and a hundred... Uh, or more flax a day for, for, um, for anything. Um, I'm not sure where the gradient is, but there there's a line. Um, and it's, I, I just, I draw the line at no spanking. Other people aren't going to. Um, but that's, I I'm horrified at the amount of things that they do to the children. Um, there because they need to make 144,000 godly righteous perfect uh children at their um 12,000 each at their 12 settlements to make the end times come. That's their goal.
0: Man. Well, that's
1: another podcast.
0: <laughs> it is. It definitely yeah. is and what I'm interested in doing. Um, um but on this on this note uh, we'll wrap up for today with this. I hope that folks have have uh, have gotten the point here that you know there's a lot of critical thinking to do in this in this whole field. and it's not particularly my place to tell you what to think or something. Well all I'm trying to present here with with a is look, be aware, be critical, you know, keep your eyes open and and it is okay. oh yeah, well actually there was was one last thing I wanted to, to comment on. <laughs> oh. It is okay, right? to ask your doctor questions and and actually yes. expect them to yes. answer them,
1: yes, 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 yes. please do, you know ask what the medication you're you're being prescribed does. ask what your options are. Ask, um, you know if you you know if you want to ask what natu- if there are natural options for something, ask if those natural options are proven. I think that's, you know, because there are some people who they are like, I don't want a chemical in my system, your system's made of chemicals. Uh, you know, like there's, ask what, you know, ask what the evidence is behind something or ask if therapist, you know, there's a resource they they can refer you to. Uh, by the way, I tend to refer people to, uh, Co- I believe it's Cochrane, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E, just so nobody uh, goes yeah. to something. That's, we had that discussion in Denver. Yes, uh, we did. <laughs> because I know that Cochrane can sound like something else, which is, you know, Delightful, uh, but that's you know that's my suggestion. Ask uh, your doctor to point you towards resources for support, uh, for answers, and uh, you know, and for follow up appointments. You know, if they can't provide you with the support that you need, uh, there's another doctor out there who can. And that's you know, chronic illnesses, uh, things that are hard to figure out. Um, those are just, uh, th- those are going to be difficult for even good doctors sometimes. So hunt if you're hunt for a new doctor if that's if if you are having trouble managing something that's causing you pain, distress, or otherwise inconveniencing your life um, through your health.
0: Yeah, exactly. And don't forget when you go to a doctor, you're the customer. You know, you're yeah. the one paying for this service. <laughs> so yeah. it's okay to you know ask a lot of yeah. questions and and be yeah. get yourself informed of what's going.
1: Yeah. on. And I'm, and I'm not saying to ask for a certain drug, obviously, because that's you know like the doctor is the one who's supposed to be doing the you know the doctoring and the prescribing. But right. you know ask ask questions about you know your treatment, like what's you know give very detailed explanations about about what's going on with you, and make sure you that you have an open. Uh, relationship talking about your standard of care. I think those are very important points to be made. Like I, again, I'm not a doctor, but I've, you know, but I'm a sick person who's I co- was chronically ill and I want to make sure that people have a good working relationship with their doctor if they are chronically ill.
0: Exactly. Okay, cool. Great. All right. Well, thank you very much. And thank uh you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And folks out it's there, uh, any questions, comments, feedback, good, bad or sideways, leave it in the comment section here on YouTube or at sensiblyspeaking.com. Bye-bye, Yvette.